Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1221. Tips for burning more fat with cold thermogenesis and why icing really does work. Part one by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hey there, happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best blogs covering health and fitness, just like an audiobook, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now we have six shows narrating blogs. Just search for Optimal Living Daily to find all of them. Now, Today's post is a bit longer than what I typically narrate. So, as usual, I'll read the first half today and then leave you hanging and then finish it up for you tomorrow. And with that, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Tips for burning more fat with cold thermogenesis and why icing really does work. Part one by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com. As I write today's post, I have just finished my usual five-minute morning cold shower followed by 10 minutes of morning yoga in my chilly backyard, and I'm currently wearing a cool fat burner vest. I may not be Wim Hof or the Iceman, but this type of cold exposure has become a morning ritual for me, and I typically do it in a fasted state, trying to accumulate at least 45 to 60 minutes of goosebumps in the a.m. Compared to doing a rigorous morning workout in a fasted state, this kind of cold thermogenesis may result in a similar fat-burning effect, but is less stressful on my body and joints than exercise. And let's face it, I can't exactly write this article while I'm riding a bike, but I certainly can while wearing an ice-packed vest. And lately, my chilly adventures don't stop with morning cold exposure. Later today, following my afternoon workout, I'll go shut down post-workout inflammation and rapidly cool my core by jumping in the nearby 56-degree Spokane River for a 15-20 to minute soak while I catch up on my daily dose of NPR's Science Friday podcast. So, why do I expose my body to this kind of treatment? And what are the benefits? Well, you're about to find out. 
If you listened to my interview with Jack Cruz about cold thermogenesis, then you know that we discussed a host of benefits from frequent cold exposure done the right way, such as lowering body fat, increasing hormone levels, improving sexual performance and fertility, lowering blood sugar, cutting food cravings, improving adrenal function, fixing thyroid issues, enhancing immune function, improving deep sleep quality, increasing pain tolerance, and reducing inflammation. So, why does cold exposure achieve some of these benefits? Here's how. And for you science nerds like Dr. Neil, I'm going to include a list of studies at the end of this post. Some benefits of cold exposure. BAT activation. Brown adipose tissue, or BAT, is primarily found around your collarbones, sternum, neck, and upper back. It is a unique kind of fat that can generate heat by burning the regular white fat, also known as adipose tissue, that's found around your stomach, butt, hips, and legs. In most cases, you'd need to exercise or engage in caloric restriction to first burn glucose, also known as blood sugar, and then move on to burning glycogen, which is your stored liver and muscle sugar, before finally beginning to utilize fat as a fuel source. But BAT can immediately and directly burn white fat. Although BAT is found in all mammals, babies or individuals exposed to frequent bouts of cold temperatures tend to have higher levels of brown fat to generate heat and to help keep them warm. And while exercise and fasting can also both increase BAT, they don't hold a candle to cold. Before we move on from BAT, there are two important things you should know. One, via a process called mitochondrial uncoupling, cold exposure may also cause a metabolic upregulation and production of heat in not just fat, but also skeletal muscle. And two, just recently, the journal Nature Medicine discovered that a protein called sarcolipin, that, similar to BAT, can burn storage fat to maintain temperature. But research on this protein is limited. To get started with getting your BAT churning away storage fat, you can use something like the Cool Fat Burner Vest to keep your primary BAT areas activated. Adiponectin Activation Adiponectin is a hormone released during cold exposure that breaks down fat and shuttles glucose into muscles, which then can lower blood sugar levels. This not only has an anabolic muscle repair effect, but can also enhance recovery. Interestingly, low adiponectin levels have been associated with obesity, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. That's one point chalked up to adiponectin for getting exposed to some cold post-workout. More on that later. Enhanced immune system. Cold therapy has been shown to enhance the immune system, primarily by increasing levels of immune system cells that help fight disease and infection. Specifically, cold exposure, likely due to its ability to stimulate norepinephrine release, can induce leukocytosis and granulocytosis, increase natural killer cell count and activity, and lead to a rise in circulating levels of interleukin-6 all of which can massively improve your immune system integrity. Increased cell longevity. mTOR is a protein found in humans. Perhaps you've heard that worms, fruit flies, and mice live longer when exposed to caloric restriction. And it's hypothesized that this is caused by down-regulation of the mTOR pathway. 
Inhibition of the mTOR pathway can bring about cell autophagy, which is basically how your body cleans out metabolic junk within the cells. And this is the method via which cells may live longer and healthier lives. Cold exposure may mimic mTOR pathways, similar to caloric restriction and intermittent fasting. Basically, you can think of it as a combination of simultaneously increasing your cell's hardiness and health. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, Tips for Burning More Fat with Cold Thermogenesis and Why Icing Really Does Work by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Growing up, were you ever told that wandering out in the cold without a coat would cause you to catch a cold? Well, as Ben mentioned in his post, that's a myth. I shared this little tidbit in one of my health classes that I teach. As soon as I announced this, one of my students raised their hands and said, well, if cold weather doesn't increase our chances of getting a cold or getting sick, then why do so many people get sick in the wintertime? This logic seems rational on the surface, but if we dig a little deeper, we can quickly pick this argument apart. There are many reasons why fall and winter seasons may increase our chances of getting sick. It could be for a number of other reasons besides getting exposed to colder weather. For example, it could be because we're exposed to less sunlight. Fall and winter months mean shorter days, so our exposure to sunlight decreases. But what does that have to do with sickness? Well, less sun exposure means the body's production of vitamin D decreases. Vitamin D, we know, helps our body's immune cells perform at their best. So without enough vitamin D, we may not be able to fight off infections as well. But that may not be the only reason. We may get sick more often in fall and winter months because maybe we don't exercise as much during these months because it gets dark sooner. Or maybe we're more stressed during this time. 
Or maybe we don't sleep as well, or maybe we don't eat as well. The list goes on and on. Either way, as Ben said, it's probably not the cold temperature. In fact, the cold may be helping our bodies become better equipped to fend off viruses and bacteria. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back here tomorrow to finish up this post. So I'll see you there where optimal life awaits.